Hey friends, welcome to the She Sounds Like Me podcast. We're your hosts, Rachel Leigh Hoffman. And I'm Sila Grace Hoffman. We're a mama-daughter duo that works together, plays together, and tries to figure out this crazy world together. <laughs> yeah, mom. And we're super grateful you could join us today. This is the She Sounds Like Me podcast. She sounds like me. 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 Welcome to the She Sounds Like Me podcast. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Hold up, Mom. Before we get this party started, we gotta let them know the goods first. Friends, if you like what you hear, subscribe to this podcast on your chosen platform. Give us a five-star review or join our conversation online at She Sounds Like Me on the socials and at SheSoundsLikeMe.com. Okay, Mom, now let's get to it. <laughs> let's get to it. All right, Sila, here we go. Hi. One, two, three, She Sounds Like Me. Hi, friends. Hi, buddy. Hi. How are you? Good. How are you? I'm all right. Stressful day. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. yeah, but it isn't, which is the annoying part. Yeah, I know, right? Like, everything's going wrong for you, but the world is happy. Or, and like, the world is all wrong and I'm happy. Sometimes it's like an upside-down... Situation. <laughs> yeah. and It's sort of like the world turns against you or you turn against the world. Know what I mean? Yeah, it feels like that sometimes. I mean, that's kind of just the overall feeling of stress and anxiety. Right. And I, I think it. I think there's a lot of things that contribute to that. Yeah, but that's not what we're here to talk about. We're here to bring some positivity and talk about pets. <laughs> this is true. Maybe we should table this conversation and have the what is stress and anxiety conversation talk some other time yeah we're just gonna pivot we do we talk about a lot of uh traditionally kind of heavy deep stuff yeah on the show so um, it's time to break up the stress it's time to break it up yeah and make have a, it fun <laughs> which is something you've been asking for for a while i've been like can we do pets can we do pets what about pets conversation ideas Pets. Pets, pets, pets. <laughs> Everybody likes animals. Yeah. And we've got some some unique ones. We've got some weird ones. I mean, not totally weird. I don't know how we landed in reptile land. It started with having, like, kind of weird dogs. Terriers. Staffordshire terriers. English Staffordshire bull, bull terriers. terriers. Which is a mouthful for a little dog. Um, but if you don't know what a Staffordshire Terrier is, it's like a it's, traditional American Staffordshire is uh, kind of its street name is the Pitbull. But the English Staffordshire Bull Terriers are like these short breed pocket pits, as some people call them. They're like small breed they're short, stocky legs. They're usually not more than about 30 pounds. They and got, they're very rowdy. <laughs> At least they're, ours. <laughs> At least but ours. they're not, though. They're actually bred for their disposition. Do you know what the word disposition means? No. Disposition is their behavior. Look, Dad, I got this one right, okay? Is their behavior <laughs> and how they, um, how, what their personality is. Yeah. And, and... Bully breeds have a traditionally really bad rap because 
Um, a lot of unfortunate things happens with these dogs. They have a bad reputation because there are some awful people in the world that use these particular dogs as a fighting dog. And, and that's got some, some yuck to it, you know? Right. But we- actually, they're, they're some of the most lovable, kind uh, breeds out there in, in the canine. Like, all, all Shaka wants to do, which is our black Staffordshire is be with us and just lay and cuddle with us. And Ruby doesn't care about us. She just wants to be in your pillows. <laughs> this is true. <laughs> well, actually, besides us, what's the other thing they care about? Their balls. Their ball. That's like, it. Their actual chasing ball. And that's it. They just want to play fetch and they'll return it. And they are actually very, very obedient if we stay on them. And that's something Dad and I have always been fairly good about training our dogs because I, I going back to the bad reputation of bully breeds I think it's more about the handler yeah. you can have a totally you know normal breed dog like a golden retriever that's totally misbehaving because their owner doesn't have control over him right you know I've seen some really cute chihuahuas jack russell terriers or even labs that are completely misbehaving because their owners don't, their handlers don't have, you know, control over them. They're, they aren't trained, they aren't on commands, and they're not good around kids because they haven't been socialized or other dogs or they don't walk great right on a leash. Right. And those are things that we are really, really strict about because uh, you got to yeah. be in control of your animal, I think, Hold. at all times. Yeah. That sounds great. Enough about the dogs. Let's talk about bearded dragons. No, I think the dogs is important. And what's also kind of weird about the dogs is how they eat. Yeah, they eat raw food. Right. Chicken, pumpkin, hearts, liver. Vegetables. Vegetables. Yep, raw dogs. So like... Eggs. (laughs) A lot of people feed their their dogs uh, or their cats to kibble. But when we got these dogs, and one of our our dogs is a a rescue, um, he was already on a raw diet, which means he eats raw chicken, raw meat with the bone, with the skin. And it's not usually... You don't really see that a lot in the States. But it's actually like what they're known... In the wild, that's what their metabolism and their digestive system... They tear apart chicken. Right, that's what they're used to, like, in the wild. And once your animal is conditioned to a certain way of eating by changing it to processed foods, it can really mess up their stomach. Right. So we kept him eating raw because he was... And we kept him eating bones, and then the bones started messing him up. Then we started chopping the food like well the bones only started messing him up because shock is now what 13 yeah he's lost all his canines well he hasn't lost them but he has he broke them all he can't i think like he was really gnawing on some bones at some point and uh yeah he he broke them so dad got a grinder and started grinding up all of their food and making like custom pre-portioned meals for these dogs. These dogs are eating gourmet pate. Let's just put it that way. Yeah, they're Carpaccio. eating Carpaccio. They're eating a platter, a feast every day. They they are. They're very well fed. They're like kings and queens or our princess and prince. Right. Kind <laughs> of. So Shaka. Shaka. He's black brindle, English 
Staffordshire Bull Terrier, and I think he's about 14 now. Yeah. Well, you wouldn't really? know it because he's still a beast in the streets. Yeah. But by that, I just mean he, like, really goes crazy playing fetch. And yeah. he can still run and take it like yeah. a champ. And Ruby, who's our, our red. Our red dog. She is so lovable. She's four now. Yeah, five. No, I think we just did the math, and we no, got her in no, 17. No, we said, we said five. She just turned five. She's turning five in two days. <laughs> that was when we received her. But we did. We did get her from a breeder, which is something I don't usually love, but because we were dead set on getting an English Staffordshire Bull Terrier, and they are very, very hard to find. They're a bit of a rare breed here in the States. We wanted to find somebody that was keeping the integrity of that breed intact and found a specific breeder for her. And I named her Ruby. Yeah, because she was red. Yeah. And she is. They are some of the most lovable and unique-looking dogs because of their stature and their disposition. Right? Yeah. And they're all, all they want to do is get up in your nooks and crannies and just lay on you and, and get lick you pet. and cuddle. Oh, like, and just this morning, you got a bath by their licks. <laughs> it was not by choice. <laughs> <laughs> but it was great. And I love to have dogs. We're dog people, I think. Are yeah. we dog people or cat people? Are we team dog or team cat? Team dog. Team dog. Like, their licks are, like, super sticky and, like, cuddly, but weird and gross at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> and a bit stinky. Yeah. So, I feel like we've ended the dog section. Now let's move on to bearded dragons. So, how did you get, or how did you even think that you wanted a bearded dragon? Shrimpy. Oh, okay. One yeah. word, shrimpy. My booby. Which my grandma, she had a bearded dragon, and her name was Shrimpy. And I picked him up when we were at their house, and I thought it was so cool. Like, they were interesting feeling and body shape and cuddleness and the, their ability to not care and just want to be on you and be warm. And I thought it was so neat. And I kept, and like, after that... I was begging for one. Like, yeah, they are kind of, they're really unique. I mean, creatures. I don't think, besides like an iguana, which we had seen on a vacation to the Dominican Republic years ago. That's the closest thing we've seen to a dragon. I didn't really, right. These are like, it's some of like the most prehistoric domesticated animal, I guess if you could call it domesticated. I mean, we've kind of put them in captivity in our personal tanks and homes but um yeah it's like the closest thing to like a dinosaur right i've seen yeah they're crazy as a pet but they're small but they're cool they're small and cool and they and do they, they just want to hang out they want to like hang out on your chest and like and they, listen they, to you read they have these weird expressions they're like straight mouth and they're uh, giant eyes and they're giant ear holes <laughs> pot sockets pot sockets they are cool. And they just, they they actually enjoy re- listening to your read or watching videos with you. Just right, like I think hang. they're, they do, they hang really well. And yeah. so how did you come upon this dragon? By Shrimpy. And so how I got Rocky, which is my bearded dragon's name, Um, I got Rocky, I wished for him for Christmas, Uh, maybe 
not last year, but the year before that, 2019, I guess. And um, so I asked for him to for Christmas, and that was I wanted that and a bunch of other things, but then I realized that that's too much for Santa and the elves to handle. So I limited that and two other presents, and I got I got Rocky because I had been such a good girl during the elf's times and rock and there was this giant box in the living room and it said be careful be gentle lifting box fragile and we lifted it up and because i dad lifted it my dad lifted it up because i was scared i thought it was going to be like a wild it was not going to be in a tank so, but we lifted it up, and there was a giant tank with Rocky in it. And I named him Rocky because I was so surprised. It, were, it was so cool. And, like, after a few hours, I had been like, um, this guy ain't doing anything. And he's gray. So, why not name him Rocky? Because he looks like a rock. Rocky. Right. Yeah. He's so cool. Yeah. He's really become part of the family. You have yeah. a leash for him. With little tiny Rocky wings. Yeah, that makes him look like a flying dragon. <laughs> You're the mother of dragons. Aww. And what does Rocky eat? Doobia roaches. Mm-hmm. Talk to me about those. They're little cockroaches that grow, and they're disgusting. They kind of are, but they're, what's they're interesting... They're cute. They're <laughs> cute when they're little, but then they grow to be disgustingly annoying. But they're... Well, give me nightmares. <laughs> first of all, dubias are kind of expensive, and they're really hard to get. They're not the only thing you can feed bearded dragons. And you can also feed them crickets and things like that. Those horn worms, those giant blue horn worms. With horns. And you can also feed them... What are the other kind of worms that you can uh, feed them? I don't remember. They're like mealworms, but mealworms. No, but there's something else. I forget. There's another name for them, but they're not that great for them. I think that really jams up their digestive tract, and so do crickets. Crickets don't keep that well. They die and they stink. Yeah, and uh, you can't feed them wild crickets because of why? Because there's pesticides, and you don't want to your dragon. Yeah, you don't want to put your say, dragon don't say. at risk for getting sick. By eating a bug that have maybe potentially has pesticide. So you really have to feed these dragons like purposely bred insects. Speaking of bred insects, we started breeding dubia roaches. Just to feed the dragon. It's disgusting. So yeah, on top of this group of interesting pets, we also have a colony of dubia roaches in okay, a Tupperware. Let's not, let's not talk about this. It's gonna it's gonna give me nightmares. Skip for, to the snake. Skip to the snake. For your pet. Skip to the snake. Well, but it is a fact of of uh, of pet owning that sometimes you have to do the gross stuff, right? Like yeah. clean up really, really nasty dragon poop when he eventually poops. Yeah. Which is like never. I feel like yeah. We have like, he's supposed to poop every week, but he only poops every like three months. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if that's a diet problem or what. <laughs> well, well, it's funny as they grow. They I think what was it supposed to be eighty percent 
bugs and 20% leafy greens but it, and salad mix, right? Like, And it switches as they get older. Right. So now Rocky's older and now he's eating the majority of his diet is leafy vegetables and a little bit of fruit, but not much. And um, then a little 20% of, of his diet is bugs. Bugs. So just as we finally have this colony of doobie roaches growing in a Tupperware bin. We switch over to being... Most of it, leaves instead of dubious. And and what's interesting enough is that um, you actually don't put water in a, a cage like because they it, drown. Well, no, but they, the dubious drown, well, not Rocky. Uh-huh. Yes, but the dragons can get like a respiratory infection by having too much humidity, so they have a really dry climate because they're their, used to living in the desert right and their vivariums are really dry and you have to make a make sure that you're keeping a special eye on temperature yeah. and humidity and um of course a clean environment and the substrate which is another word for the floor yeah so it's really interesting to keep these type of pets and learn about them yeah how did you learn about more about the dragon so I learned more about Rocky by going to out school. I took a bunch of classes from out school, which is a Zoom program that has a teacher teach you about crazy animals. Yeah, or really whatever. Out school is an awesome program, especially for uh, supplemental education, either if you're a homeschooler or you're, you know, in regular traditional school and you're just interested in certain topics that might not be covered. So we found two awesome courses about bearded dragons. Right. And we kept finding more, which led me to snakes. Mm -hmm. Through that passion of getting weird animals. And learning about reptiles and how to care for them properly. We came across a ball python. We did. I was on a neighborhood Facebook group and a mom was looking to rehome a ball python for free mm-hmm. with the tank. And all the supplies, which those things are not inexpensive. I mean, it is it is quite an investment, some of these pets and their and their animals and their all their parts. And it's something that as a family you really have to consider because not only is it expensive on the front end, but you know, the upkeep and feeding pets like that can kind of get expensive, which is one reason we are growing our own colony. Roaches. Yeah. Gross. Okay, so back to the ball python. His name is Gizmo. His, if we don't know if it's a his or a her, but... Because he's growing like crazy. Yeah, we And we don't know if it's going to be a girl by the size or not. (laughs) Or how old Gizmo is, because when we rehomed it, we didn't really know those people, but we certainly made Gizmo a really nice... Terrarium or vivarium, I should say. He's shedding every month. That's very fast growth for a python. Yeah, and we just measured him the other day. And he's four feet. Four feet. And he's so thick. He's like... He's like thicker than your wrist. Yeah. Which is pretty thick. Yeah. And he's really cool. Or she is really cool. It's really cool. I mean, he's nocturnal, right? So for the most part, he's in a hide all day. He doesn't do a whole lot. Um, But he'll, he'll like adventure when you take him out. 
Yeah, so if you're looking for like an a super active pet, a ball python is not your best move. <laughs> no. They get their name because they ball up and right. they kind of sit they look they in look a cluster. like they look like um a bow sort of when they ball up. Or <laughs> teapot. <laughs> yeah. Or a rope like Oh yeah. Coil. Coiled up, right? Yeah. And they usually spend the whole day in their hide. And right. the hide is another word for like a, a carved out rock or a, like a hiding hole. And or so, underground. Mm-hmm. So he sits in his tank with a heating pad. So there's a warm source under there. And then he usually spends most of his day in the hide. And they come out at night looking for food. And then we have to feed him rats. And Dad is now terrified of him because he feeds him rats. (laughs) (laughs) I think he's terrified. But it is interesting. You feed the snake a mouse. And luckily for us, we have dead mice. We have frozen mice that you buy from the store again. So they're not toxic and they are raised humanely and they are healthy for the snake. Now, in the wild, they would be getting their own rodents, birds, small rodents, and things like that. But when they're in this captivity, uh, you know, in our homes, you have to still feed them something very similar. You don't want them to kick the bucket. <laughs> no. Well, you know, I told you the story about when I had a snake as a little girl. Yeah. I had snakes. I had a python and boa constrictors and California king snake and a corn snake. We had reptiles when I was a kid, too. And maybe that's why I'm okay with it as a mom, because I know lots of my mom friends. Are Tell like, the story. War. Tell the story. <laughs> okay. Well, we had snakes. And at, back then, we used to feed them live mice. Because you couldn't freeze them. No, we could. I, I don't know why. I don't. I don't even think I remember the difference or knew of the possibilities. But anyway, once a week, we'd feed him a live mouse. And one time I put the mouse in there and um, my brother and I dropped the live mouse in. And the mouse is running around. And usually it took just a few minutes and the snake would, you know, attack and give the mouse a squeeze and kind of kick, kick, the kick mouse, it. And then, kick the mouse's bucket? Yeah. Bore <laughs> kick him? the mouse's bucket. And it would be the end of the road for the mouse and the snake would have dinner. But, um, which is my or least breakfast. favorite part. Or breakfast. Totally true. Least favorite part about having a pet like that is seeing it have to, you know, do its thing like it would in the wild, because nobody wants to see another small animal get hurt, which is why I like the frozen idea. But I also like the frozen idea because when I fed my snake a live mouse, the mouse killed the snake. It took a giant chunk out of it. It literally took a giant bite out of my snake and killed the snake. The snake let out in the tank. And I came back in a couple hours later thinking, no big deal. The snake is digesting. This is like, I didn't even know this was a possibility. And this mouse was running around the tank like crazy, freaking out. And the snake was dead. Dead. I couldn't believe it. So my brother was not happy at all and swiftly removed the mouse and pretty sure he whipped it across a pound. Yay! <laughs> It's terrible. It's terrible. <laughs> but this are the trials and tribulations of owning pets. How many kids out there do you think have had a hamster or a guinea pig or a bunny or a mouse or even a lizard? Or a rat? Yeah, or fish. 
and they've not made it because of any number of circumstances. So it's really a tough lesson to learn. Like being eaten by a smaller animal or just dying because of age or dying because they're not eating anything. Or because maybe we didn't treat them the best way we possibly could. And so it's really a good lesson to learn empathy and learn responsibility for kids as long as they can take the responsibility. I mean, there's some things we have to do to make it so you remember every day to Two. feed Rocky, check, check Gizmo's water, check Gizmo's water because Gizmo the snake has to have a high humidity vivarium, which yeah. means that's a totally different climate as Rocky the yeah. dragon. And of so, course, Dad and I are always we're all actually always taking care of the dog's needs. They're yeah, like like crazy. babies. Yeah. <laughs> so if you're looking for a pet, a good starter pet would be a fish. <laughs> It would. We never started there. Why didn't we start with a fish? We started crazy, and we ended even crazier. Yeah, well, I think it'll get crazier as as you grow and you take on more responsibilities my with next, the pets. My next bet is a leopard gecko. That's what you want next? A leopard gecko? Yeah. Oh, yeah. So many things. But you do. I think you really have to consider the cost and the responsibility and the effort and the the maintenance of some of these pets because it can get really wild it can get expensive and it can be time consuming and then what happens when you leave town who watches your pets with their crazy things you get a pet owner <laughs> you get a pet sitter you do get a pet sitter luckily we have found an amazing pet sitter that will come and stay in our house and love on our dogs and feed them their raw food and um, Feed them their dubias and salad and water and mice and all the stuff. So we're super grateful to have somebody like that because it's a big ask for somebody to step in and take care of your pets when you're not able to. Yeah. Well. So that's our pets for today. Yeah. Tell us about your pets. Yeah. If you're listening, what are your favorite pets? What do you wish you could have? And what what do you you have? And what do you have? We want to see pictures of your pets, stories of your pets. Let us know and we will drop some hellos to you in return and maybe even send you a special pet surprise. So get at us on our website at shesoundslikeme.com or on social. Send us a DM, drop into our inbox, or give us a call on our hotline. All of that is in the show notes. So have your your grown-ups look that up and have an awesome day. And have an awesome day. Thanks, everybody. Take care of your pets. Take care of your pets. Pets are people, too. (laughs) Bye. Bye. All right, before we head out, a quick shout-out to the awesome friends that lent their voices to our vision at the top of each episode. She Sounds Like Me is produced by Creative Catalyst Media, LLC. And as always, if you like what you hear, subscribe to our tribe online at shesoundslikeme.com and find us on social at shesoundslikeme so we can connect directly to you. Thank you so much for your support, friends. Till next time, take care of yourselves and each other. And have an awesome day. Yep, and have an awesome day. 